Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, we thank the name of the Lord. Oh, he has given us again uh, the strength to come and minister to you. Once again, this is Pastor Dennis Matovu, all the way from Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry. My burden is to uh, see that we go into the scriptures and see what God is doing and we see how we can be part of what God has in his plan. We are talking about Christ's New Testament economy and we have been in series of teachings. This must be the second season and this is episode 11. Episode 11 in our second season. We talked about uh, God's New Testament economy and we had several episodes there. We have started another season which is Christ's New Testament economy. We are by this time we are on episode 11 and we are still going as the Lord shall give us the grace. Um, I want to appreciate those that have already taken advantage of our application or website, those that have visited our website and those that are inviting in your friends and even sharing this message to others, even those that are taking it to share it within the church, the body of Christ. Our desire is that dispense this Christ, the all-inclusive Christ to believers for their life and life supply, for their enjoyment and even for practical experience. Our vision is all about experiencing Christ Praise the name of Jesus. So, we have been talking about Christ and uh, all his aspects. We have seen recently, we, we, we started to learn about Christ in his creation. In creation, we discovered that in creation is the creator. And number two, we say that is the word through whom all things came into existence. Number three was that is the firstborn all creation and we went on to see uh, him being the beginning of a creation so today we want to see uh, him being the beginning of creation still and that is our number four we shall continue with some more aspects as time allows yes number four is that Christ is the beginning of the creation and when we read in the book of Revelation chapter 3 verses 14 uh, we see a wonderful scripture that talks about Christ um, is the beginning of the creation he is the origination of the creation of God and this is an important concept some translators have said that Christ is the originator not the origination however the meaning here is not originator but origination. Christ is the origination of God's action to create the universe. So we may say that as the beginning of the creation Christ is God's prototype. Now in manufacturing often um, a prototype is made and the mass production follows later. Now such a prototype is the beginning of what is to be produced. So Christ is the firstborn of all creation and the beginning of creation. He is the first in creation and therefore he is a prototype. So this is what we can say about him being the beginning. Because 
Bible said in Revelation chapter 3 verse 14 uh, when he was uh, defining himself he said that and unto the church of the, uh, and the angel of the church of Laodiceans right these things says the amen the faithful and true witness the beginning of the creation of God so he is the prototype and this is used uh, in and there is a manufacturing you first make a prototype whereby other mass productions will follow later let us proceed to number 5 of uh, the aspects of Christ in creation number 5 is that Christ is all things created uh, all things created in him through him and unto him and this we find in Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 says that in him we are all things created in the universe and know on the earth visible and the invisible whether thrones or lordships or rulers all authorities all things have been created through him and unto him now in him means in the power of Christ's person and all things were created in the power of what Christ is. Praise the name of the Lord. All creation bears the characteristics of Christ's inherent power. And furthermore, we see that in him, it implies that Christ is both Sophia and the element of creation. All things were created in Christ as the Sophia and the element. So, through him indicates that Christ is Christ is the active instrument through which the creation of all things was processed. And finally, when we come to unto him, it indicates that Christ is the goal, the consummation of all creation. All things were created unto him for his possession. Glory to God. And therefore, the process of creation was carried out in Christ, through Christ, and finally unto Christ. Now, in this note, when we come to Colossians one sixteen, in in the in the new translation of uh, John Nelson Darby, it reads by uh, saying that in Him, here it means in the power of Christ's person, and that He was the one whose fundamental power characterized the creation. Now, when Darby comments on this uh, uh, in the Greek preposition, he uses the word in him, a preposition in him, where all things created. And Darby says that it is used generally for the, uh, the character in which thing is done. So he also goes on to write and states that the creation of all things was characterized and wrought by the inherent power which is in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And all things subsist. John Nelson W uses the word subsist together as one ordered and law governed. You see? It is as one ordered and law governed all by the same constant and inherent power. When you read in the collected writings of John Nelson Darby, this is how he comments on this verse. Christ is the active instrument through which uh, which creation was processed. And in this process, God's power is expressed. Uh, it is made manifest. 
This is revealed also in the book of Romans 1.20. Now a verse which says, uh, Romans 1.20 says that the invisible things of him from the creation of the world being apprehended by the things made are clearly seen both um, his eternal power and divinity. So, in in all things created, in all created things, God's power is made manifest. So, we see that creation bears the characteristics of Christ's essential power. All creation. They bear the characteristic of Christ's essential power. So, Christ is related to creation in a subjective way. So, he did not uh, create the universe merely in an objective way as an objective objective creator. He did not, uh, so to speak, stand apart and call everything into being. But on the contrary, you see that the process of creation took place in him. That is in the power of his person. Christ is the unique power in the universe. He is every person and uh, uh, his very person is, is this power. Therefore, creation was processed in him. This means that he was not only merely an objective creator, but also the subjective instrument through which creation was processed. And for this reason, creation bears the characteristics of Christ's intrinsic power. That's why he is always referring to himself uh, on some of uh, the creation in the Bible. Is going to be the lion of Judah, is the lamb, is uh, you see, is as meek as a dove. So, he has this. There is some characteristics you find in the creations and in the creatures uh, basing on Christ's intrinsic power, the essential power that was uh, whereby through him all things were created. The Bible says that all things came into being through him, they were created in him. The words here through him and in him, they are subjective. In other words, it was part of what he was creating in, in, in a, a certain extent. He was part of what he was creating. That means that every living thing that is positive has got somewhat a, a character that is uh, of Christ. So he always likens himself to some of them in the Bible. Is whereby the spirit is called the, uh, he led them like uh, he bore them like a cattle. See, he, he, this is where he is mentioned like uh, uh, an ego. So you see that many creatures they reflect something of the essential power of Christ and even the uh, something of the character of Christ. So we see this that he through him and in him refers that he is um, the creation where subjectively uh, they carried the character of Christ. So uh, Colossians one sixteen uses uh, the, the the word for him all and to him this uh, and the better rendering would be and to him not for him because for him is something that is objective something that is impartial. When we say unto him, something is something subjective, as personal and partial. So all things have been created in Christ. 
and through Christ and even ultimately they are unto Christ. So these expressions they indicate that Christ has a subjective relationship to what he created to the creation. So creation is not uh, simply for him but it is also unto him. So this means that it consummates in him. It started from him, it went on through him and it is going to end in him. So these three prepositions that are involved in through and unto they are used by the by, by apostle to point out uh, the subjective relationship of Christ in creation. They have been emphasizing the subjective experience of Christ believers so that they may know that Christ is not only objectively in heaven uh, but is more so subjective and subjectively living in us and we need to take and enjoy and experience that subjective Christ so the same applies to creation so creation took place in the power of Christ's person and through him as the active instrument and even unto him as its consummation. Praise the name of the Lord. And such a relationship is subjective. And because of because of, of his subjective relationship to creation, Christ expresses God in creation. And this means that creation expresses the characteristics of Christ. Because the Bible says in Colossians 1.15 that he is the image of of the invisible God. Christ is the image of the invisible God. We shall proceed we shall proceed to number 6 of uh, what is the aspect of Christ in creation. Number 6 is that is the upholder upholder of all things by the word of his power. The upholder of all things by the word of his power. Praise the name of Jesus. Here the Bible says in Hebrews 1, 3. Reads and says, um, now here they are going to refer to how this creation came into existence. Chapter 1 uh, says in Hebrews 1, 3 that who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Praise the name of Jesus. So, we see here that God, Christ, upholds all things by the word of his power. Is the upholder of all things. And he upholds all things by word of his power. Meaning that the word of God is powerful enough to uphold the entire universe. Someone might wonder how comes that the earth is in uh, is suspended in space. You see? After creating all things, Christ became the upholder of all things. When you look into the earth the way it is suspended in space you, you wonder how we, what is holding this earth. It's not dropping. Because we would have said, oh, the earth is going to drop anytime because nothing is holding it. It is in the space. There is nothing visible supporting it. After Christ created, after Christ created the earth, began 
to uphold it and he upholds it now even up to now by the word of his power meaning that he spoke a word and that word that he spoke is still upholding the power in the word of Christ is still upholding glory to God and this is so amazing now he is not like he not only upholds the earth by the word of his power but most of you should know that he's supporting and even upholding your destiny upholding your marriage upholding your 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 children's children's education every other aspect that will be for your enjoyment and experience the lord's word is upholding he sustains he preserves you see the word of god has power to uphold each one of us that's why the bible says that he keeps us from from falling is we are not going to fall because he upholds us he says those that you have given me in my hands no one is going to take them out of my hand but also he has spoken a word that sustains us he prayed for us a prayer that lord i pray that we may keep them in this world and that word is upholding us from falling is the name of Jesus. And the Bible says unto him who is able to keep us from falling. Glory to God. So he's able to keep us from falling. He has spoken a word. Praise the name of Jesus. So we have seen that when Christ created the earth, he began to uphold it and he upholds it now by the word of his power. If you ask scientists what upholds the earth, they will say only that uh, something is upholding it and we the, that is the, they might even accredit it to some forces or what but they should come to the realization that it is Christ's word that upholds the earth the earth is one of the many planets it's these astronomers they tell us that all the planets move according to their own track because we don't have uh, we do not we only have one planet as Earth. We have several. They, the way they move, they move according to their own track. If they were to move out of orbit, because they move within the orbit, if they were to move out of the orbit, then there would be a global accident because one planet would crash with another. Another planet would crash with another. But look unto what God is doing. Through Christ's word of his power, he upholds all the planets and the whole universe. Oh, Christ deserves the glory. Christ upholds all things. And Christ, he upholds them very easily. It's not something that is is struggling to, like a person lifting something heavy. It is so easy unto Christ because he uses his word. Glory to God. And so, there is no need for him to do anything to uphold them. He's not busy upholding the the planets within their orbit. No, he is holding them by the word of his power. And it is an easy task for him. Praise the name of Jesus. So, he simply speaks and whatever he speaks, upholds. Sometimes they scare us and say, oh, the scientists saw that the earth is going to fall down and uh, something's coming from the the space to the earth and people get ready what so we should remember that God has 
done something. He upholds the earth. Glory to God. So, he simply speaks. He upholds all things by the word of his power. What about that small, 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 small business of yours? Maybe your marriage, your education, your children's education. What is that thing that you think, oh, it's going to fall apart. I don't know what to do. You are having sleepless nights. You are always worried about how you're going to raise your children and how you are going to feed them. And as you are for, like you are worrying about such small things, just meditate and think and ponder about how this earth is held in space. And even in, uh, they are not colliding with other planets. The word of his power is easily spoken and upholding the earth. So if he minds about the earth, he minds about the details of our lives. We should not fear. Glory to God. So the book of Hebrews, uh, when you read the, 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 the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews 11 verse 3, it says that uh, uh, because it talks about what faith can do. But the Bible says in verses 3 that through faith we understand. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Now here the world, they're not talking about one world, they're talking about worlds. Okay, we can say planets. They are framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen we are not made of the things which are which do appear. So this is what the word of faith does. The universe, another word for world, the universe was framed by the word of God. And now we see that in Hebrews 1.3 um, that the universe is upheld by the word of Christ's power divine word is powerful. Christ is not only the creator and the means of creation. He is also the upholder. Glory to God. He created the universe and now he upholds it. Upholds the universe by his word. And we need to bless God for this one. Now I always want you to liken these to other aspects other details of your life. We shall proceed to number 7 says that Christ is all things. All things subsist in him. In creation, all things subsist in Christ. Now, speaking of Christ, book of Colossians 1.17 says that all things subsist together in him. And yes, subsist together in him means to exist together by Christ as the holding center. Just as the spokes of a wheel are held together by the hub at their center. Give you that illustration of a bicycle at wheel. See that for creation to subsist in Christ is a further indication that Christ is a subjectively uh, is subjectively related to creation. This is not something that objectively away from creation but is involved in creation whereby it is like a hub holding everything according to Colossians 1.17 which says that all things subsist together in Christ and here the subsisting we are talking about is um, Christ is the holding center just as the spokes of a wheel 
are held together by the hub at the, their center. Christ is holding all things. So it is important to differentiate between the word the words exist, consist and subsist because they all mean different got different meanings. Colossians 1.17 does not say that all things exist in Christ. He, it doesn't even say that all things consist in Christ. So this verse says that all things subsist. They subsist in him. Now to exist is to be. To consist is to, to be composed or constituted of. But to subsist is to be held together. To be held Together. So for existence, glory to God. So imagine a wheel with its rim, spokes, and hub. All the spokes subsist together in the hub, and the only way for the spokes to subsist is to be held together at the hub in the center of the wheel. And this is the best example to illustrate how Christ's relationship creation with respect to the fact that all things subsist in him. He acts as the hub that supports and even holds. So, he is the center holding all things. So, we have pointed out that all things came into being in Christ, through Christ, and even unto Christ. Nothing should be regarded as separate from him. All things we are made the intrinsic power of Christ's person and even through him as the active instrument and even unto him as the consummate goal. Praise the name of Jesus. Furthermore, all things subsist all together in him as a hub. So when we say all things are zero it to even you, your, your, your life, your business, your marriage, your Everything, it just knows that they are subsisting. Christ holds them together. So don't worry who is going to hold your, your ministry, your marriage, your, your business. You see, because all things are created in Christ, through Christ and unto Christ. And because all things subsist in Christ, God can be expressed. It can be expressed in the creation through Christ, who is the image of the invisible God. So, according to the New Testament, the word subsist includes or implies three things. Number one, it includes and implies to exist, that is to live, and then and, and then uh, also to live together. So, there are three words we get from subsist. To exist, to live, and to live together. So, all things not only exist in Christ, but they also live. All they continue in existence in Christ. So furthermore, all things live together. All things they exist together in Christ. So the entire universe subsists, exists together in Christ. And this is the center. Christ is the center in which all things subsist. All things not only exist in Christ, but all things also live in him and live together corporately in Christ. So this means that Christ is part of the things that are created and is subjectively uh, related to them all. Praise the name of Jesus. Lastly, we are going to see today the eighth aspect of Christ in creation as him being the hair of all things. The hair 
of all things. Now in creation Christ is the heir of all things. And the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verses 2 says that has in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he has appointed the heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds. Glory to God. So God has appointed Christ the son uh, of God to be heir of all things. Now in the past Christ was the creator. In the present he is the upholder of all things. But in the future he will be the heir to inherit all things. So the sun, the earth, solar system, the stars, the galaxies, all are his. All things are for him and all he will inherit all things. Now in God's creation, Christ is the creator, the upholder and the heir. All things are for him, all things are through him and all things are unto him. Praise the name of the Lord. I will stop here by the grace of God. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for following. I know that we, if we stick together, we are going to enjoy the depth in the word of God. We are going to experience Christ in his depth. And I know that it is for the building up of the body of Christ. This is Pastor Dennis, Freedom Experience Ministry. Let us meet next time.